We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is the game plan. My name is Chris Plank. Toby Rowland coming up here in just a bit, the voice of the Sooners. We'll hear from the voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, to get us ready for what's a huge night in college basketball for the Oklahoma Sooners. It starts at 7 p.m. as Oklahoma and its women's basketball team. Sherry Cole's crew hits the road to square off against Oklahoma State at 7 o'clock tonight. And then at 8 p.m., it's OU and Texas. But, of course, the biggest story this week has been the return of Top Dog on Monday's edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. And who knows, for subscribers, if you subscribe, uh, we may drop this on Friday. Just kind of drop it to subscribers only on Friday and then promote it and go all in on, on Monday. But the brains behind the return and I guess you could say the digital push that was uh, put out on was a Monday, Tuesday on social media to announce the return of Top Dog. We're going to talk to the the powers that be that helped make that possible and put the creative mind to this incredible promotion that's taken place over the last couple of days. And our hope is before the weekend we'll be able to talk to the person that said, let's do this, and that was Joe Castiglione, the athletic director at the University of Oklahoma, said it's time. Let's get Top Dog back in here, get these creative minds behind a really cool way to do it, and here we are with the excitement building for next week. That is Tuesday night when Oklahoma squares off against Kansas inside the LNC. I've said this a lot, and I, I can't say it enough. 
the excitement that you felt whenever it was announced that Top Dog was returning, the best way you can show how much that matters to you is to get a ticket. Get your tickets. Go to Soonersports.com slash tickets. I'm on there right now. You click on the MB versus Kansas link, and it'll take you to options so you can be there for the return of Top Dog and a huge matchup between Oklahoma and Kansas in college basketball. We're going to talk about the OU-Texas matchup tonight, but we kick things off with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. And, Toby, i got to be honest, I've been a little bit surprised by the, the reaction from just how pumped people are. Are you surprised at all by the reaction to the return of Top Dog? No. I have not been surprised. I think there has been an underestimation as to, by some, as to what Top Dog means to some people. Silly as it is, it represents a golden era. It it is a part of a golden era of Oklahoma basketball. It's great memories. It's Billy Tubbs, it's Wayman Tisdale, it's Stacey King, it's even, you know, that uh, Final Four team that Kelvin Sampson had. So, uh... Yeah, no, I'm not. There's been an outcry for it for a long time, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for a stupid mascot on Tuesday night. Not the top dog stupid. It's just, you know, I'm a grown man. I don't get excited about mascots very often, but I'm excited about next Tuesday night. Kansas is going to be here. Top dog's going to be here. House is going to be rocking. So it'd be great if OU was 3-0 and going into that game. So we've got OU in Texas tonight. You've got OU at Iowa State on Saturday. I know it's a tough two-step, if you will, before returning home for that showdown with Kansas. But, Toby, I really like this team. Now, I, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster ride at times while they continue to try to find another score, and we'll learn about that Texas team with Craig Wake coming up here in just a bit. But am I crazy to think that this team might really be a problem come March? You're not crazy. They need another guy or two to figure out his role. But they've got three big-time scorers, which is very difficult for most teams to match up with. I think, and I may look the fool and change my mind tomorrow, um, I think Oklahoma is better than Texas. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win tonight, but I think Oklahoma's team is better than Texas's team this year. The scary thing about Texas's team, and if they're going to win tonight, they have uh, they are very guard-heavy. And they are very streaky, as Craig mentioned. So if Matt Coleman and Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey and Jace Febris are hitting shots tonight and the crowd gets behind them, then they're going to be tough to beat at home. But as a whole, I think Oklahoma's got a better basketball team than Texas, and I think they got a, I think they got a shot at winning this one tonight. Yeah, and then finally I'll let you go on this, Toby, before you hit the road to Austin. Austin Reeves, what a difference he's made. I I hate to ask the are you surprised question again, but here's a guy that you heard a lot of buzz about heading into the season uh, with the way that he had practiced during the 2018-2019 season. Now he's become, I think, a a very valuable part of it. How impressed have you been with the development of Austin Reeves and what he's meant to this team? I've been uh, very impressed. I think that uh, he's a guy that can get his own shot, which is very valuable. When he gets hot like he did the other day, uh, you've got to throw extra guys at him, which just opens the floor for everybody else. So, And that's what makes OU dangerous is they've got three guys like that. You know, they got three guys who are capable of going for 25-plus points. 
Dew can go one-on-one. Austin can go one-on-one. Brady, not so much, but he's developed his back-to-the-basket game to a point now where you can throw it to him in the post or he can be a spot-up shooter. So they've got a bunch of different weapons. They just got to get a little more help from the supporting cast. And if they can get that, if some guys can figure out, like Enemy, like Harmon, like Williams, like Walker, if they can figure out their roles and how they can help this team, like Kirkweth, then they can be dangerous. But, man, road wins are so valuable in conference play, and they got two really good shots at getting one this week, I think. So got to get one of the two. Got to get one of them. All right, thanks, t It's Oklahoma and Texas tonight at 8 o'clock. We'll be following it on the Sooner Radio Network. Of course, if you need to find an affiliate, go to Soonersports.com slash radio, tune in radio app, or, of course, if you need the pictures to go along with it, it will be on ESPN tonight. That's at 8 p.m. for Oklahoma and Texas. It should be a good one. ESPN 2 to be exact. That's ESPN 2. All right. Speaking of the matchup tonight, let's get a quick peek as to what we might expect from the Texas Longhorns. Toby caught up with the play-by-play voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way, to get some perspective as we go across enemy lines quickly here with Craig Way. Well, we got a big one tonight. Um, Educate us up on this Texas team. They've got some nice wins at Purdue, Cal, Texas A&M. None of the losses are Bad losses in a lot of ways. It seems like they're similar in that regard to Oklahoma so far this year. But um, how would you describe this team and this season so far? Uh, Of late, and maybe you could apply this to uh, the season as a whole, only because of the way it's gone of late, the old consistently inconsistent thing. Uh, There's moments, as you pointed out, where they've looked really good defensively. At times they've played really well. Uh, but they have had struggles on the offensive end, Bubby, and uh, of late it's really become acute. They had they had played well leading into the game at Providence right before Christmas, and uh, their offense had kind of seemingly disappeared from them. They they played uh, a little bit better against High Point, but it was High Point, you know, and then uh, and then came back against Baylor, and now we saw again last night how good Baylor's defense could be, <laughs> limiting Texas Tech with what the Red Raiders could do offensively. Nevertheless, Texas missed a lot of opportunities offensively. And then the other thing, Tubby, they couldn't make free throws. They uh, they hit 5 of 15 from the foul line. And I was going back and looking at some numbers. In the last three games, the free throw percentage collectively for Texas as a team has dropped nine points. Now, that's that's a, that's a pretty – precipitous drop as you would note as well for an entire team that the collective free throw percentage they were shooting 71 percent or 74 percent i think it was as a uh, as a team going into the games uh, right before and after christmas so it's they there there's been some things and shock as far as talked about them that they've got some issues that they've been trying to work on offensively since then who is the most important guy on this team i mean i it seems like the easy answer there is Matt Coleman. He does so much for this squad. Great player. Seems like he's been around forever, and he's only a junior. But yeah, um, I'm not so sure Jericho Sims might not be. What What would your answer to that question be? Well, I, I think it is kind of a combination, and that's part of the reason why they've had some of the struggles, Toby, because on a given night, someone like a Jericho Sims might have a big game as he did against Baylor, uh, and and with a double double, and he's had uh, a couple in a row, and, and I've got three of the last four. But then 
you'll have guys uh, back home that'll look spectacular at some points, especially defensively, but maybe he gets a little worn down from time to time and it affects his offensive game. Andrew Jones, I know you had the highlights from there three years ago. Of course, Texas fans, not only do they remember that, they also remember that a freshman by the name of Christian Doolittle came in and had a monster game that night. So, uh, you know, they, they, it, it'd be interesting to see as those guys have, have come along. And, and, of course, Andrew, his story is well documented, everything he's gone through. Uh, and, and even though he's healthy, his, um, his game is still playing a little bit of catch-up. Jace Febris has been a guy who can uh, take over a game with his three-point shooting or it can completely leave him as it did the other night when he went over 5 beyond the arc. Uh, so it, I think that the answer is who is going to be the guy to step up on a given night, and that's part of the inconsistency factor I mentioned. What's the most – you mentioned the free-throw shooting, and maybe it's that. What concerns you about this team? Well, that's part of it, but but I think I think another thing is – uh, and, and you've seen this, we've all seen this, there are times, and this is, I think, the inexplicable point for basketball fans, and that becomes, because it's the easiest thing for them to take note of, and that is the inability to make shots in the open court when you have it. And, and, and these at times I've seen them be really good shooters. They can also be very, very streaky. And when you have a wide-open mid-range jumper or uh, a wide-open three uh, on the angle where you knock down shot after shot. I mentioned Jace Fevers or someone else, a Courtney Rainey uh, or a Coleman, and it's just clank after clank, and it didn't go. And you're like, why? How does this happen? And I've asked Shock about this. He said he, he, the same thing with the free throw. You have no explanation for it. The guys work very, very hard in practice. You watch them in practice. You watch them during. You say, okay, well, the game is a different thing in practice. Certainly it is. Uh, but still sometimes you're coming off. Uh, you know, a, a break, and you got a guy wide open, and it's there, and it's comfortable for him, and it doesn't go in. And so those are the things I think that they work to have to fix. There are, you know, some it, – it's not like they're, uh, you know, top of the line defensively, but they are holding the opponent to 40% shooting, much like the Sooners are, and uh, and three-point shooting by the opponent is similar to what Oklahoma is allowing as well. There, there are some similarities between these two. I think it's just the Longhorns are – have suffered through and are, and are kind of suffering through some offensive inconsistency, even as they try to hold things together with their defense. The Andrew Jones story is one of the great stories in uh, all of sports uh, this year. The fact that he's back on the team is remarkable. The fact that he's the second leading scorer is absurd. Um, <laughs> what, is, what is that story from your perspective? Well, I totally agree with everything you just said, Toby. The mere fact that, first and foremost, you know, for those of us who are around him, you're thrilled that he's healthy. You're thrilled that he's he's having a regular, in some respects, seemingly regular college student's life. Now, we know a college basketball player's life is different from other college students, but the mere fact that he's on campus, he's going to school, the fact that, you know, with what he did – uh, to to come through leukemia, to be down at MD Anderson uh, Cancer Center in Houston for several months and going through last year, even when he returned to the team, Tubby, and there was the big ceremonial stuff, those of us who were around the program knew he wasn't 100% and he wasn't going to be able to contribute much. He had gotten out there a little bit. But, I mean, Tubby, he was on the practice floor with a pick line in his arm. 
where he was still getting treatments. He was getting chemo treatments, uh, you know, in between some practices and things of that nature. So that just seemed, you know, un- unfathomable. And, and I got to tell you, and, and you know, you know, my background is, is, is a guy who was uh, married to a wonderful woman for 30 years. and I lost her to cancer three years ago. I, I see what chemo does to people. We've all seen what chemo does to people. All of us have been touched in some way, shape or form by, by cancer or forms of it. And, and to see Andrew be able to go through that, come back, uh, regain strength, and then not lose his skill set and to get on the floor and dive right into it, it has been nothing short of amazing to watch at times. Now, he'll, he'll be the first to tell you his game still needs some step-up going, but, but there's times when uh, it looks like the old Andrew Jones of, of three years ago, and that's, that's hopeful for him more than anything else, more than what he could help or bring to the Texas team, what he's able to do with the team. That's been the most uh, do for himself. That's been the most uh, impressive part of all of this. It's an incredible story. Incredible. 8 o'clock tonight, OU in Texas. Baseball going to have a bounce back here this year. You feel good about the baseball team, Craig? I do. Uh, they've uh, they, you know, they had an outstanding signing class. Now, as we know, we'll, you know, we'll see how uh, some of those guys, if they uh, you know, wind up being uh, some guys on campus, uh, they, they were able to keep a few others they lost. But the ones that they kept, uh, that uh, that didn't sign pro contracts right out of high school. Those guys are pretty good. They get a healthy DJ Petrinsky back who missed all of last year, a catcher who was just kind of the glue and the heart and the soul uh, of the team. They and, and of course, you know they were they were really uh, handicapped not having David Hamilton on the field. And, and of course, he's moved on uh, to the bigs. But they do have some quality middle infielders fielders as well. I, I think this team. I don't know if there is going to be as good as the team that two years ago went to Omaha, but I think they'll certainly be far better than the team that last year couldn't even qualify for the Big 12 tournament. I think the answer is somewhere in between. Somewhere, that's a pretty wide gap there, but there will be somewhere yeah. in between Omaha and not going to Oklahoma City. So Something that like that, somewhere along the line, yeah. All right, thanks for joining us for the Sooner Sports Podcast. Big doubleheader tonight, OU women in Stillwater against Oklahoma State at 7. The men's team on the road in Austin against Texas. And don't forget a huge episode coming up on Friday for subscribers. And on Monday, we'll put that big push out there. The story behind the return of Top Dog. Don't miss it. Uh, Thanks for downloading. Thanks subscribing. And thanks to our sponsors, Allstate and the Riverwind. Until this weekend, have a great midweek. Actually working on a Wednesday, right? Have a great Wednesday. And Boomer Sooner, everybody.